What's up, everybody? It's Michael Manorino here, your favorite tattoo artist, and this is By Appointment Only, the tattoo podcast about tattoos and why we love them, why we hate them, and the magical relationship between tattoos, tattooers, and the person receiving the tattoo. So today, we have a super, super, super XL mega special guest. Now, when I originally started this podcast, one of the pillars of it was that I would never have a fucking tattoo artist on here because there's tons of tattoo podcasts, and generally speaking, I would say I don't get along with most tattoo artists, whatever. It's fine. It's chill. Everyone's doing their thing. But our guest today is the world famous, the extremely talented, the amazing tattooer, the goth princess, the Dickies pants lover, and the cat mom. Mila, a.k.a. Princess Guts, is here. Mila, it's so good to have you here. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Thank you, Michael. Um, honored to be here. Uh, my name is Mila. I'm 24 years old. I'm an Aquarius from Los Angeles, and uh, Michael's Apprentice. So, yes. And the first tattoo artist on this podcast. So yes. And hopefully only. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I'm sure, maybe, I guess, like we've talked about Emily and, and right. Sasha hit me up, and there's a few people I think that would maybe. be cool to have on. Yeah, you know? but by and large, like I don't want to just do the thing where we're talking about shop right. shit the whole time, and then it just becomes another fucking tattoo podcast. I will say I do feel extra special too because I feel like you always said you would never have an apprentice either and that that's something you were never interested in and then you apprentice me so I you remember never that. have a tattoo artist on the pod and now here I am so changing your mindset <laughs> I was gonna save this but I will say I'm just gonna get it out of the way now I think at the time of my life when I decided that I wanted to teach you how to tattoo I was kind of going through it mm-hmm. and I will say that like teaching you how to tattoo and like uh, bonding with you and like building a friendship with you actually like really uh, how the Grinch stole Christmas style kind yeah. of like made my heart a little bit Aww. bigger uh, I, I just feel like I needed it yeah. and it was something where I was getting really jaded and I was feeling so often I feel like I, I don't I belong in this industry but I feel like I just never have anyone next to me that's just like me except for like Zach mm-hmm. or you or Emily like there's like hundreds of tattooers and I feel like I just we're not supporting each other and it bums me out um but at any rate let's get to the good stuff let's talk about you and your experience we'll talk about your apprenticeship a little bit in the future why don't you tell me your first experiences with tattoos what was the first time you ever like saw a tattoo and were were like this is really cool I want one so my first experience with tattoos was my mom got her first tattoo my stepdad bought it for her it was a tramp stamp um of my birth flower with like some super like what some would consider cheesy but I think is really sick like tribal surrounding it and I remember like as a little kid seeing that design and my mom was actually like kind of ashamed to show me she was like you shouldn't get tattoos like don't follow my example um but I thought it was super sick and I thought it like looked really cool and I think ever since then I knew I always wanted to get them myself um both my parents or my stepdad and my mom have tattoos so and you were saying earlier before we started recording that if you didn't already have a back piece, you would get a duplicate of, of, the, mom's of your mom's back. lower yeah. back tattoo. Yeah, it's super sick. Okay, let me ask you this. before I don't want to get too off topic, but can we, and you are like an ambassador for the girlies, you're an ambassador for the goth bitches, you're an ambassador for the, ta- the women tattooers out there. Mm-hmm. Can we stop saying tramp stamp? I don't know what else to call it. A lower back lower tattoo. Lower back tattoo? Okay, I guess. I just like, like is, is it not disrespectful? I mean, is it not implying that your mother's so a tramp? I feel like it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel like it's similar to like how like 
women can call each other bitches and hoe and slut and it's kind of like a compliment slash cute and fun whereas like if a man man was to say that to a woman it's like disrespectful it's all about context but you i call know? you a, i call you a goth bitch all the time that's different you're not like trying to degrade me as a person i'm just stating the facts yeah and i feel like with the tramp stamp especially like the girlies that get them like in the year 2023 i feel like they're like down with it you know but again it's all like Okay, so if you think back to like when people were first getting tramp stamps, they would call them like license plates or like things like that. Wait, is I, that really a th- You never heard how that? How is it that I've been tattooing longer than you and I've never heard that? Oh my God. Um, I've so never heard that I ever. feel like in the grand scheme of things, like yes, we should probably use the word lower back tattoo, but the girls that get it, get it. <laughs> That's the way. So in short, yeah. you can call it a tramp stamp. I should call it a lower back tattoo. Yes. And to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> so sincere. Yes. yes. <laughs> to be fair, when I Absolutely. am working with clients, I generally do refer to it as a lower back tattoo. Same, same. But in casual conversation. And tramp my mom stamp. calls her her tramp stamp, so. Incredible. I, and I like know. we talked about earlier, I I, I don't know. I really want to see it. I, I'm, too, I'm too respectful. I'm I'll not going to be like. I'll get a photo for you. I'm seeing her this Friday. I'll get a photo for but you. But that feels even. Okay, but it has to be like a photo of you next to it, like double oh, fingers come, up. Okay, okay. I, yeah, I yeah. don't want it to just be like this awkward photo of your mom's lower back. Right, of course. Please. Obviously. Okay, very good. Very good. So. <laughs> I just. I'm so curious of like what pose. Whoa! <laughs> what, <laughs> what, what pose her mom could do that's like. Like elegantly showing Can off right. the lower back. That's what I'm saying. I just like zoom in, like crop it, you know? Okay, cool. There's been so yeah. much talk. Hey, my mom's hot as fuck, so <laughs> you should all feel blessed. I'm okay with admitting that I have a hot mom. Okay. I'm proud of that. Sick. So. You have a you have a I love hot moms or is it I love MILF shirt. Which one is it? I love hot moms. I do have an I love MILF shirt. That has nothing to do with my mom. <laughs> um, you don't you don't oh no, wait. I was about to say you don't love your mom, but no, never no, mind. No, no, never no, mind. No. So at any rate, um, I'm just gonna go out right and say it. Uh, you're a very good artist. Oh, thank I know you. we go around and around about this and it's very easy to do the thing as an artist to be like, oh stop, blah blah. But you're a really, 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 really good artist. I think fundamentally you've you've just got it. Oh, thank you. When do you feel like there was a certain age or do you feel like there was a turning point for you when you were like, I think I'm good at art or I think I really, this is the thing that I'm the most connected to when other girls were like out chasing butterflies or doing ballet or whatever and you're like, I want to stay home and draw. Right. Um, I've always liked drawing. I mean, some of my earliest memories are of me like painting in my grandma's kitchen at like five years old, you know, with like finger paints and stuff. I feel like I've always used art as like um, an emotional outlet or a creative outlet or like as a kid, like I would always draw my own stories and like create my own characters and create my own worlds and stuff like that. I don't think I realized that art could be like a career or something that was more than a hobby until I was like in high school. And I was seeing like the other options that were there for me and like what I would do with my life and nothing else really interested me and felt right. I feel like I was always meant to like do something creative. So so let's start like with the high school thing and you and I have talked about this before and I've, I've had other people that I tattoo or girlfriends or whatever where Tumblr had a really, really big effect on them. Yeah, we do love you, Tumblr. Do you feel like that had an effect on you artistically and with tattoos or was it just like you saw the Tumblr girls and you're like, yo, I want to be tatted. Right. I want to be goth. Like I want to be seen. I think Tumblr did help me um, become more in touch with like alternative culture as a whole. I think my only experiences with tattoos that 
weren't just like on my mom or like famous tattoo artists that were women were like Kat Von D and that was it whereas on like Tumblr I was getting exposed to other female tattoo artists um Hannah Pixie Snow Grace Neutral like people that are actually positive influences and I think that showed me that for example like Kat Von D it's just she was on like a reality show it was like very commercialized like it didn't feel very genuine and I think seeing other women on the internet have a successful career and generally at a really young age inspired me to seek that as a job. Do you think when you saw, like we'll say the some of the female artists you mentioned on Tumblr, when you looked at the tattoos or like the flash or the art or whatever, did you look at it and have like a direct like, I can do this? Or was it just like, I think this is cool? No, I, I feel like... Uh, and I'm not saying like in an arrogant way, like, oh, I understand how this compositionally is created. I understand this. I think... So like when I... Before I really pr- tried to pursue tattooing, I feel like tattoo, tattooing was very male dominated, right? So... I just didn't see any other women doing it. So I just assumed that I couldn't. And my parents would always say like tattoo shops aren't necessarily a place for a woman. And a lot of tattoo artists would say that too, you know? So it wasn't until I saw other women having successful careers that it really inspired me to say, fuck what everyone else thinks. If I want to do this, I can do it, you know? And you Um, do it well now. That's the great thing. Thank you, yeah. So um, I think I know the answer to this question, but what were your first like couple tattoos and how were those experiences? I believe we were talking about the weekend earlier. You have Stargirl? Oh, I do have Stargirl. My first, like, so my first two, t- two tattoos is, um, one's like a dagger with a rose on my forearm, and the other one is XO from the weekend, <laughs> like on my finger. I do have a Stargirl tattoo, though. Um, do you want to give a shout out to the weekend just in case he hears this? Yeah, I love you, Abel. <laughs> <laughs> Not as much as I used to, but I still love you. Wait, used to? to what happened? It's He's just, on drugs, bro. He was yeah, way cooler when he was like, on drugs. I hate to say it. It's just, um... How dare he sober up? Right. I'm like, how dare you for getting better and healthier? (laughs) How dare he not break up with Bella Hadid and all that Um, shit? Honestly, he fumbled the bag with that one, but we won't talk about that. (laughs) I agree. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Come Uh, on. How's he going to do better? There's a badder bitch out there? Come on. He's not. Abel, get it together, bro. But... So you got the XO, you got the... uh, I got like some line work of um, a rose and a dagger, which I actually drew. So the first tattoo I got was from this person that I met because one of my high school teachers was like, oh, I'm one of my friend's brothers is a tattoo artist. You should go meet him. And so he didn't want to apprentice me yet because I was still in high school, which makes sense. Um, I was 18, though. Um, And so I got one of my first tattoos from him, but... Long story short, it just like wasn't the best experience or the best situation for me to learn and grow and continue to get tattooed in. So we moved on. But I feel like after that, I really haven't had any bad tattoo experiences. Cool. So. Do you so like let's say your first couple tattoos, whether it be like the tiger you have on your arm or the dagger and the rose in your form. Once you started to do the thing and you're like, yo, I'm in it. I'm going to get tattoos. Were your parents pretty supportive or do you feel like you got pushback from them? How did, how did that feel? I think my parents never said, no, you can't get tattoos or we're going to like disown you. I think. My mom would always want to see when I would get a new tattoo and like ask me when I was getting new tattoos. And if I didn't show her, she'd be like, why didn't you show me? Why didn't you tell me? But then I think it got to a point where she, she was like, oh, you're doing this like every other week, every two weeks. <laughs> like I really can't keep up with that, you know. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think I really ever had too much pushback. I think like it's more just like questions and why, which I have a hard time answering because I'm just like, I just like them, you know? Would they ever press you about like, do you know these artists you're going to or are these shops reputable or are they just like, she's going to do what she's going to do? Um, 
Yes, especially like when I was younger, like 18, 19, especially like 18 when I first started getting tattooed. Um, you mean like when I met you and which yeah. is fucking crazy to me to think about that yeah. you're an 18 year old baby I girl. Know, right. Madness. 24 now. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, I think they were always just concerned because, again, I think there was a really big stereotype that maybe did have some truth that tattoo shops weren't as welcoming as they maybe are now or as safe as they are now for, like, femme-presenting people. Um, and I think that was their biggest worry. Did so. you? Did they express any worry to you when you were like, I really, 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 really want to be an artist? Yes. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to be an engineer or a banker or whatever. Yes. Mila wants to be an artist. That's my occupation. That's what I want to do. Were they encouraging? Were they not encouraging? So I don't think so much as an artist. I think it's the when I I do remember saying when I dropped out of college and I was like, I seriously want to pursue tattooing. I'm not going to try to do the school thing because I know that's not for me. Um, They were definitely really concerned and they had like a few long conversations with me about how they're just worried and um, they don't know how to support me or help me because they don't know anything about tattooing or the industry. Um, So I think they were just concerned, but I think they saw that like, I'm smart. I'm going to people that are respectful towards me you know and they just had to trust me at some point do you think that that's a common thread with a lot of parents do you think that there's like any 17 18 year olds right now where their parents are saying the same thing where they're like i want to learn how to tattoo and parents are like could you maybe not or do you think that we live in a time where it's like oh cool go do that find an apprenticeship Um, i think it depends on your parents and their experience with getting tattooed and like knowing other tattoo artists but i do think it's still a job that most parents probably don't support. Yeah, absolutely. Just based off of what like clients that have expressed interest in wanting to tattoo have said. So what do you what was the ultimate thing where you were like, I'm not just going to be an artist. I want to tattoo. Was there like a big catalyst for change or was there something that totally because I think for a long time I always thought like character design, video game design, um, animation, something that dealt with art. But I think actually the catalyst for me with tattooing was Tattooing is one of the only art forms where you can be successful off of your own art and your own style. You don't have to really like you do work with clients, but you don't have to bend to a production company's wants and needs, you know. For sure. And so for me, it just felt the most genuine way to pursue my art form. Um, and I like tattoos. I like tattoo culture. I'm a deeply spiritual person. And I think that like breaking the skin and tattooing the skin is a really important thing. And I want to incorporate that also with my art. So. I think one of the things that you and I bonded over was something like that where you and I are never going to be the type of people where it's like you just tattoo. You just come in and I throw some bullshit on you and then that's that. Um, I do believe that there's even, you know, when I used used to do walk-ins like at Golden Daggers, there's still some connection and we're still going to be a part of those people's lives forever. Totally. And something I always said um, is that while tattoo artists may forget you because we deal with so many people every day, I like to remember that our clients are never going to forget us. Like they're always going to remember the experience of their tattoo. They're going to have that constant reminder on their skin visually about their experience. So like why not make it the best that you can. hundred percent. Um, and also like, yeah, I've had a lot of iffy tattoo experiences. So it's like, it's not that hard to just be a nice person and like spread positivity through tattooing. You are, know? You, are you going to talk some shit tonight? Are you going to, are you going to say some things? No. You're going to talk your shit. Never. <laughs> I was, I was thinking about it earlier and I was like, I wonder once we get to like that segment of this, if Mila's going to be like, yo, I had an experience and this person, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I'm not going to name drop. I think, I think people can always do better. 
Um, I think a lot of tattoo artists, I'll just be upfront right now, a lot of tattoo artists don't care about their clients. They don't care about the people that are coming in to get tattooed by them yes. unless you're paying them a shit ton of money. And even then, they still don't care about you. You're just like money to them, which is really sad, especially if you're charging, say, $300 plus an hour to get ta- or to tattoo. You should really be caring about your clients. They're literally paying for your life. So I just never got that. Yeah. And I think you and I were talking about this that I think there are, there is a swath of tattooers right now that are charging a lot of money to basically parlay that into another occupation. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yo, get the fuck out of my industry. Like invest in cryptocurrency or do something else. Like don't, you happen to be a sick artist and then you do sick tattoos, but then you're just like treating your clients like shit so that you can go start a brand or something later. Right. Like, fuck off. Don't get out of my industry. No, I agree. It's super disrespectful. And I think it makes tattooing more of a commercial thing rather than like um, an artisan craft, like how it used to be. But yeah. it's just capitalism, baby. <laughs> I think it's, th- it's so weird that you say that because it's like, I feel like it'd be so much easier to just like go start a brand or like go do something right, else. I, know, I, I know. would think so. They'd become like a successful tattoo artist. Like in my opinion, at least like from an outside outsider looking in, like it just seems like I've seen people that like are okay. Like a pretty good at tattooing. And I, and I'm like, Oh, you guys have been stuck at the same level for years. Whereas like there's random jackasses that are like, yeah, I put like three words on a t-shirt and like now I'm massive. So it's, right. it's just so weird to me that like yeah. people do that, but yeah, fuck them. No, do, you, do you wish that you could forget me how we were talking about the tattoo artist? Like once you get tattooed by someone, it's hard to forget them. Do you wish there was a way that you could forget me because we've have so much. No, I love time? you so much. <laughs> I love, could I you love imagine you too. if he was just like, yeah. yeah, yeah I <laughs> think about it every day. I want to get all these Simpsons tattoos removed. Think about it every single day. <laughs> so funny. So this is one of the really important things that I want to talk to you about. Okay. And um, I think that with things like TikTok and phrases like gatekeeper being thrown around, um, I think there's a lot of people in the world right now Men, women, non, uh, you know, like non-binary, <laughs> any of those things that want to learn how to tattoo. Mm-hmm. And as you know, it's hard. And yeah. there's a lot of pitfalls and there's a lot of bullshit. And often, I'm not going to say often, but I think sometimes a young person tries once and gets pushed back and then is like, they're all a bunch of fucking assholes. At the yes. end of the day, for you... As Mila, as someone who's very talented and very good on paper and pretty and young and all of these things, how did you boil all that down and get an apprenticeship with someone that respected you and treated you in the same way that they wanted to be treated so that you could just learn how to tattoo? I think for me, um, I definitely got pushed back from a few people when I first started asking, but I expected that. I never expected somebody to teach me because I think if anyone listening should know that like it's a big responsibility for somebody to take on teaching you how to tattoo yes it's a huge responsibility if they don't view it as a big responsibility that's a red flag and you probably shouldn't learn how to tattoo from them essentially that person's responsible for your life and your career obviously you can only do as good as you try you know but um fuck where where was I going with that sorry can you rephrase that no it's okay just Uh, like is that do you have any advice for someone that's like trying to get an apprenticeship and how did you get yours like what what was the as for me, as an right, outsider right. looking in, I can tell you how you convinced me to do it, but I'm curious to know how you think you convinced me to do it. I feel like 
the biggest thing that a lot of people don't realize is that tattooers are people, right? So if you talk to them like people, treat them like people, develop friendships, connections, um, naturally, if you like getting tattooed by somebody, keep going back to them. Like, try to talk to them about their life. Um, maybe bring up that you want to start tattooing, but don't ask them for an apprenticeship, you know, just so they're aware. I have had tons of clients, too, where I'm not in the place to take on an apprenticeship, but I'll, like, give you pointers, like, what we're doing right now, because I know it's hard. I know there's no, like book on how to get into tattooing you know um but yeah i would say get tattooed talk to your tattoo artist talk to the people at the shop that aren't just your tattoo artist like make yourself involved in the community and you'll have a lot easier of a time a hundred percent and i think that's like you make yourself part of the shop yes and then it's like on top of that in the way that you and i built a friendship i was willing to stand up for you right in the way where i told rocky and julio i'm going to be teaching this girl and that's just how it's going to be Mm -hmm. and if she can't be here then i can't be here right Do you think that, like, be honest, in a perfect world, if you could have learned from a woman and not from a man, would you have? Yes. (laughs) I mean, that was, and and, like, I guess (laughs) to follow up with that, it's, um, being a woman can be an inherently traumatizing experience, right? So from the day that we're born till the day we die, women generally have these expectations placed on them for how they're supposed to get treated by men or whatever. So I just feel like women generally feel safer with other women, um, especially in something like a male-dominated industry. I think other women would be able to lament and maybe understand some of the struggles that like other female tattooers go through, especially somebody that's not established in the industry and it's just like a little baby tattooer, you know? Um, that being said, you were always really respectful and kind, so I never regret learning from you and wishing that I learned from somebody else. I would say, though, if you are like a femme, like just maybe double vet who you're going to learn how to tattoo from because there's definitely some some weirdos out there that will uh, act really nice but then not be. So I feel like that's actually really good advice. Um, I think that it is not impossible for a man to teach a woman how to tattoo or vice versa. Um, I, I, I think that is a silly or an outdated way to look at it. Mm-hmm. I think that if you're a good person, you're probably good at finding other good people mm-hmm. and just use common sense and use your judge, your best judgment. Right. I feel like you, for me looking inward, you actually really, really, really tested me. And I feel like you kind of were like, is it going to be cool? Is it going to be cool? Is it going to be cool? And then it was chill after that. Yeah. Um, but I feel like you did a great job. You know, I'm not going to go through like all of the inner workings of it and just give away all of your secrets, but you did it perfectly. I think if I had to write a textbook of how someone can, you know, it's just like little stupid things for everybody out there. If you are tight with your tattoo artist and you show up with two coffee cups in your hand and you're like, the last time I was here, I heard you like cappuccinos and I brought you a cappuccino. That's the key to an apprenticeship. Not like a bunch of other stupid bullshit or trying to hook up with them or any of these crazy things that we hear about. Like, that's not how you do it. The hookup one is such a big thing (sighs) that so many people think that's the way to do it. I was going to add on to, though, um, on top of all of that, another little silly tip that I think is really great. And so many people don't do it, but it's so easy is literally just post your art. Make yeah, an Instagram totally. account that's just for, like, say, it doesn't even have to be, like, a tattoo art account. Just an art account. I wasn't even doing tattoo art when you met me and apprenticed me. Yeah. I was doing, like, erotic art and, like, more animated style art, you know? But I think me posting every few days and, like, having a following showed dedication. It showed that I was, like, committed to this, you know? I think there's so many people I know that are trying to get in tattooing, and I asked to see their Instagram, they don't even have one. And I'm like, that's the first step. It's so easy. I know it's scary. There's a lot of anxiety going around putting yourself out there, you know, but like make it anonymous. It doesn't matter. Just like 
put yourself out there. Well, at the end of the day, with you, I could look at your Instagram and say, Mila's a really good artist. I mean, I've right. said that from the beginning, and you having an art show, which is another really good point. Oh my God, I forgot about me that. Me going to your art show is what alt. I mean, listen, I'll call what is. I was kind of drunk. And I was looking at your art, I was, and I was too, like, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> we both were, it was the open wine bar. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this girl is so good on paper. If we can just kind of corral this like interesting, witchy, weird, erotic energy into tattoo stuff. Totally. It's going to be fine. Well, I think that's also um, what I'm so grateful with my apprenticeship is that the difference between like fine art and like tattoo art is that fine art is so, it's from the soul. You're messy. You're like you're not caring so much about if you go outside the lines or if there's sketch lines or whatever. Whereas tattoo art, it's very clean, very precise, but you can still transfer over some of that artistic creative vibe, you know? And I think you really taught me how to look at the details and clean things up and make them like overall just like a more solid design. Do you remember when I really got after you about your traditional flash and you were mad at me? I don't think so, actually. But it's okay because I don't like I don't like drawing traditional art. So <laughs> it all works out. It makes sense. What was what was the what was the comment that you said? It was it Probably was an something eagle. Mean. It was it was like three images. I think it was all eagles actually. Was it all? It was it was, it was all, all eagles. eagles. Yeah. And Sick. She, she just like you kind of phoned in it a little bit. I'm just gonna say it. You phoned in the designs a little bit, and I said. I'm frustrated, not because these are bad, because I can know you can do better. Get the fuck out of here. Right. And then you didn't you, say that. I did. I don't because think Because Mercedes. He's making himself seem meaner than you walked is. away and Mercedes said, damn, you were really mean to her. Because I like, because Mercedes uh, rode me about it. I don't remember that. I like, there's a few times I remember you like saying stuff, but like I always. Okay. Here's the thing too. Like, I think a lot of things you said were right, but I don't know. I never took it that personally or maybe i'd get annoyed because for example like with an eagle i'm like i don't fucking want to draw eagles like i'm sorry <laughs> it's important I to tattoo i know but that's like again like okay for all the like little baby apprentices out there some things you just have to do you know you just have to do them it's part of learning it makes you a better artist at the end of the day but like if somebody asked me to like tattoo an eagle on them i'd probably say no so <laughs> just not all <laughs> but you could make an eagle look so sick in your style it's just a super chicken. Like they're not they're I not guess. hard to draw. I guess. They're not hard to draw. I mean, obviously they were. <laughs> but you had just you had just I mean, I, this was 4 years ago when I was still yeah, dating crazy. Like, you know what? Who wants to <laughs> uh, You did not <laughs> I, She's not going to listen to this shit. I don't give a fuck. No edit. No. Uh, no. I, do you think I give a fuck if I hurt her feelings? Oh, oh god, this podcast is I so unhinged. Say, <laughs> if you are if you are listening, thank you for helping convince him to teach me how to tattoo. I will forever be grateful about that. Fair enough. That's Fair it, enough. That's it though. We're just talking our shit. It's all good. Yeah. All love. All love. So talking. Okay. So, so getting back to like the Eagle thing and like all of this. So you're 24. I'm 38. Yeah. And I was still in like my mid thirties when I taught you how to tattoo. And I was 21. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like you, yeah, you would like just turn 21. Yeah. Is it, do you think that there is a little bit of conventional wisdom to the fact that I'm a little bit older than you and you should learn from someone a little bit older? Or do you think like, are there times where you're like fucking Michael's really out of touch? Like this guy is um, such a fucking 38 year old dude. He has me drawing eagles. I think yeah. we're too actually, many eagles. <laughs> I think we're actually a pretty good age difference. I think it helps that you're an open minded person. Um, a lot of people that are older 
assume that their opinions are right and they will never be wrong and I feel like you're very open-minded in the sense that you're willing to allow your thoughts and opinions be molded and changed or just like grow so I think that's why working with you is never that hard I feel like our age was never a problem maybe you're also like just like a young you're young at heart for 38 (laughs) um 38's not that old either but sometimes it feels very old um but yeah no I don't I think it helps to have the experience um I think you have obviously been through every single tattoo situation that could ever arise. So whenever I have a question, I know I can go to you and ask you and you'll have an answer for me. But I have seen like a few people that are like the same age or like younger than their apprentice and they're like doing well. So I can't say that's a for sure answer. Okay. I fair think enough. it's very situational. Yeah. It's like kind of a hard one. To because there are people my age that are fucking idiots. Right. Most, most people. Right. And there's also people we, we know personally that have been tattooing for longer than you and people that we know that have been tattooing for less time than you. And the person that's been tattooing for less time is probably better than the person that, that was tattooing for longer. Isn't know? it so crazy that we know like that God, like, like weird gossip I know. that like the world is going to hear this hot gossip. I'm like, sorry guys. But it just, they, like, sorry, <laughs> but it's, it's if pretty you know, hot you gossip. Know, though. <laughs> <laughs> What's names? I'm sorry, DJ Michael Miguel. I wish I could. I know. You know, off camera. No, no, no. I'm not gonna be a gossip. Man. I'm not gonna be I'll a gossip. I'll give you the tea. I'll give you give the tea. Pictures of Spider Man. Come on. <laughs> oh my god. So you finish up your apprenticeship. You do the thing. You start tattooing. And I personally think the apprenticeship's the easy part. I think the starting tattooing is the gnarly part. Totally. Do you have any advice any for anybody out there that's like about to start tattooing and is like, oh, I just want my fucking apprenticeship to be done? And you're like, just you wait and see. <laughs> I'm like, go on anxiety medication. (laughs) Um, No, I think uh, you just have to know that you're not going to be good. You're going to suck for a little bit. Straight up. Even the people that are good, you know, like I've seen a few people that have started tattooing and they've been fucking pretty solid from out of the gate. But compared to their fine art or their art on paper, it's still not good. You're kind of essentially taking five steps backwards to then go 10 steps forward. I don't know. Um, so just be patient, be willing to work with it, tattoo yourself, tattoo as many people as you can. Um, always be open to opinions and advice. Um, I feel like the biggest thing when you first start tattooing is to literally just tattoo and do it as much as possible because that's the only way you're going to get better. So yeah, that is Um, about as good as advice gets. And like, I was like work maybe somewhere that you, I always hated doing walk-ins, but I will say, and I know all of you always told me this, the walk-ins will make you better. The simple tattoos that you don't want to do, that you think are so stupid or they're so hard, are the ones that are going to like really accelerate your career and make your own personal designs come out better. Isn't so. it so crazy when like your mentor or like an older tattooer says some shit and you're like, shut um, the fuck <laughs> up, old man. And then you're sitting there tattooing and you're like, damn that right. I know. I hate being wrong. So it's definitely like my worst, my worst nightmare, but no. Um, okay. So working Melrose, Melrose street shop vibes. Tell me favorite type of walk-in least favorite type of walk-in favorite walk-in hands down were the people that weren't from this country from like oh, Europe or Asia okay. or something. Honestly, some of the best tattoo experiences I've ever had were tattooing those people um, and just picking their brain and like figuring out where they're from or um, what tattoo culture is like from where they live or why they're getting tattooed out here or what they're doing on their trip. Worst walk-ins would be like the Melrose rats that just like come in and are like, I want a tattoo for $10. Like you're not worth more than that. Fuck you. (laughs) I want the go yard print on my neck. Like... 
That's a real thing. Corey, I know you're over there laughing. That's a real thing. No, it's I, I so know because they would leave your shop with that brand new Goyard tattoo and then they would walk into my store and be like, yeah, look at this sick Goyard <laughs> tattoo. <laughs> <I> just, uh, <laughs> do you think yeah. that, like, do you ever a little bit miss Melrose? Do you ever sometimes look to the sunset and you're like, I miss the hectic madness of Melrose? I think I miss more working in a street shop than I miss working on Melrose. Okay, why? I think I don't miss Melrose at all, actually. Okay. I think Melrose is like the armpit of Los Angeles, and I hate it. I, I agree. <laughs> yes, yes. Let's, I think we can all round of applause for that smelly. one. I think it's super it's smelly. It's super overrated. Like, it's not that cool. Right. No, I, it's really I'm going to be really real. I live in downtown LA, right, which is pretty gnar- like gnarlier sorry, part of LA. Which right. is also smelly. Right, smelly, right. But I honestly feel safer walking around downtown LA than I felt walking around Melrose. And I can't explain yep. why. That's it's a bold just, statement. Yeah, it, it is. A lot of people probably disagree with me on that, but um, I um, never felt comfortable in Melrose for some reason. Okay, fair enough. There is like a lot of fun stuff to do over there, but yeah, not worth it. So let me ask you a little bit. So you're starting to tattoo, you're doing your thing. Mm-hmm. And prior to you tattooing, you definitely worked really heavily in the medium of, we'll call it like erotic art. Yeah. Totally. And you had done um, like pinups for sex workers mm-hmm. and you had done things that are kind of a little bit, we'll say naughty. racy. Yeah. <laughs> naughty, whatever, <laughs> however you want to talk about it. First and foremost, how did you find that style and how has it been transitioning from just doing it on paper, just like making stickers for, you know, girls on the internet, whatever, to like fully, you know, so often in the stuff that I love to see you do here is when you come in and you're doing like this crazy demon babe or the succubus girl or this fallen angel and it's, Mm -hmm. they're very, you know, naughty designs, but how'd you get there? So growing up, my family was never super like conservative or anything, but like morally speaking, I feel like they were pretty conservative. So like sex, um, slutty clothing, slutty music, things like that were always like deterred from me. So I Who's was your ne- favorite slutty musician? Britney Spears. Oh, duh. That's, <laughs> like, that was such an easy answer. Or, or Kesha. Kesha too. <laughs> Kesha's like a little like underrated. Um, but yeah, definitely Britney Spears. <laughs> Where is it going with that? Fuck. How you oh, found... Uh, so it was all, those things were always like not allowed in my household. I remember watching Radio Disney or watching Disney Channel and there was a Miley Cyrus Hannah Montana music video that came on and my grandma turned it off because it was too inappropriate. No. And just Hannah Montana, right? So I think growing up, things like sex and sexuality were always um, bad and considered like I could never get my questions answered about that. Very taboo. So I think as I got older, naturally your brain wants to learn about things that you're told are bad and that you shouldn't look into. And I think a Back to Tumblr, like we were talking about earlier. Tumblr, obviously, as we all know, was like kind of like a porn platform for a little bit. There was a lot of erotic art. RIP, (laughs) fuck Yahoo, man. (laughs) There's a lot of people out here who fucking miss Tumblr. Yeah, Tumblr used to be lit. Uh, We literally were talking about this earlier today. Like how it was so sick and now it's trash. And that's part of what got me into erotic art was that there was such a healthy and... (sighs) I was like not 18. So like this is definitely like I shouldn't have been looking at this stuff legally. But there was such a healthy, positive like sex work scene and just erotic art scene that it really drew me to it. And I was like, why is this considered bad when half these people seem like more mentally stable and kind than half the normies that I come into contact with? For sure. Um, And so I think by product of that. I would just want to, like we were saying earlier, I draw what I feel and I draw what I see. And as I got older, like sexuality and just sex became a bigger part of my life. And I think 
I always like pushing boundaries and I like making people uncomfortable sometimes. And so drawing stuff like that was a way of my way of rebelling, kind of. Do you feel like it's a double edged sword because someone will just say like a male could see that and get the wrong impression of yeah, you? Yeah, one of my friend's boyfriends told me I deserve to get raped because I draw erotic art. <laughs> yes, yes, I know. And I don't like this person. Um, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, he's a real piece of work. But, let me tell you. Yeah. Um, so I think, but like even my family, like actually has been pretty supportive about it. Cool. One of my biggest supporters for my erotic art actually is my grandma on my mom's side, which was a super like, random shock but she used to own a lingerie store so i remember Sick. her talking to me and saying how like she loves how i'm promoting female sexuality and women can be sexual and powerful and it doesn't take anything away from you yeah and it's just be like slut. do whatever you want who fucking cares like, and it's your style like you in the way that i like to draw weird japanese stuff right. because it's all the stuff that got downloaded into my brain you like to draw the stuff that's been downloaded into your brain and if i must say i do feel like you do it tastefully Thank I, you. I think that there are Sometimes on Instagram, I'll see tattooers that like work in the same medium of erotic art. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, like, let's slow yeah, it down. I think um, kind of similar to tattooing, I think actually the erotic industry is very male dominated as well. Funny enough, especially the art part yeah. of it. And so you can kind of tell when erotic art is created by women versus when it's created by men. I feel like there's more subtleties and nuances when women tend to create it. That's a generalization. Obviously not always true. But I think that's also what inspired me to it. And um, I think erotic art can be a platform and a catalyst for conversation and emotion. And the naked body is very symbolic, you know. So even on like a non-sexual or erotic level, I think just drawing the naked human form can represent a lot of things and convey a lot of emotional messages. And I think that like we all can agree here that just because a woman wants to draw something that is sexual doesn't mean that she's open to people being disrespectful to her right. like at the end of the day respect what people want to draw and what they want to do and how they want to be and that's it like that's that's it it's funny because i feel like from drawing erotic art i've made a lot of erotic art friends online and friends with a lot of sex workers and i think i've noticed the people that are most outwardly sexual like on their social media or through their art are actually the least sexually active people that i've met yes and the least like horny or whatever or like deviant like kind of people they kind of just and i think it's because they have that understanding and that respect for sexuality that i think a lot of people don't so they just like get so overwhelmed with this desire of oh naked woman that's inappropriate that's bad you know but if you're comfortable with your sexuality and the sexual feelings that arise you're not going to get so offended by that yeah just a part of life right. just a normal part it's just, of life exactly it's just part of life so let's talk about the internet a little bit mm -hmm. and My let's talk topic. about I know one of your favorite <laughs> topics um, and I will say like just for a little bit of context I feel like if there's anyone that I've ever known that like knows cool internet people obviously your boyfriend knows cool internet people and uh, there's a lot of cool internet stuff surrounding you too mm -hmm. uh, yeah, things like TikTok and Instagram and influencers and all of that but kind of less in the corny direction more in like the cool punk rock oh, sector of the world <laughs> yeah that being said do, how do you feel about it all like especially we'll talk about like celebrity tattooers or people that we were talking about um like could you talk a little bit about your TikTok where you bit your boyfriend okay. and then it went super viral and like what that was like I and talk about that. okay we don't have to <laughs> no, talk, we about that. talk about it um do you think it's real do you think it's a bunch of bullshit like do you think you just let your art stand up for itself I would say let your art stand up for itself, but nowadays with how social media works, it doesn't matter 
um, how good you are at art. If Instagram wants to suppress your work or if your followers aren't liking it quick enough, your work's going to get suppressed. And sometimes the only way to make that leap and to get out there is to do something fucking stupid. Um, do you think that's stupid though? Like, do you, do you- like biting my boyfriend for a tattoo? But I think it's, it's I, I think it's like a power move. Um, I think it's hot, but so you a lot think of it's like a flex on everyone else. Like I'm going to do some silly ass shit so that I can get ahead I of everybody it's a flex else. In the sense that so many people took it so seriously and were like, they're going to break up like, or on the other end, like a bunch of incels being like that woman's so manipulative, bro. Like you don't know how women work. Like she's like got this, like tr- you trapped, like good fucking luck. Like just like essentially like um, trauma dumping, like on my page. So I've removed said video because it's just, it was a lot of, a lot of hate. I'm fuck? a very anxious person. I don't. I think that made me realize that I'm not meant to go viral or to be super famous. Um, but that being said, I think that is what gets people's art out there now. You kind of have to play this social game. Um, I think almost as a tattoo artist, you're gonna get more views doing something kind of silly and like shocking like that rather than tattooing a celebrity. I've only had one person I've tattooed that uh, has a following that's actually brought me clients. So. Like a decent amount of clients where it was like a notable. You so know? what's the next step? Are you going to like drink goo out of a bandage? Or are you going to like... I thought about it. You've th- oh God, that's so fucking gross. <laughs> no, somebody already did that. I know, I know. We, there's there's going to be... Somebody already did the biting thing too. Oh no, but. I'm sorry. It was the rinse cup. You said that you were going to drink oh, the rinse cup. You can't tell them my secrets. Oh, okay. okay we're going to have to edit know. out yeah, yeah. Mila's secret uh, that she's going to drink a rinse no. cup. Yeah, we'll see. I'm, ki- I'm kidding, you. by the way. You don't, you don't like, have to edit. Um, I'll bleep it if you want. No, no, you don't have to edit that out. No, We're just fucking around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we'll see. I think with that video specifically, too, I really didn't think it was going to go that big. Most of my posts like only get 150 to 200 likes max, and that's on like the higher end. Um, so for just a video that was me biting my boyfriend like I don't know I didn't expect it to blow up like that yeah or if it did well I didn't expect it to do that well like it got like 5.5 million views um and then rep- that's incredible oh, you didn't know that <laughs> I thought it got a million I didn't realize it got 5.5 million views and then it was like um like 200,000 comments or something like that and so I removed I turned off the comments on my page at first to try to filter it just because like I know what's real I know that I sanitized it I know that like my boyfriend and I have sex. Sorry, mom. <laughs> but like, 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 dun, dun, bro, dun. like, I'm sorry. I, I think like our bodily fluids are connected enough where he's not going to get an infection. Um, yes. What was your, but, DJ Michael Miguel, what was your question? Okay, wait, so what, what is this viral video? So I, <laughs> I taught, I bit my boyfriend's arm, not like to draw blood, but just like to leave a mark. And mm-hmm. then we just tattooed it. Ah, uh, like okay. People, I've seen something mimic of that. Yeah. Thing. It was not the first time somebody's done it. There's a kind of tight. I think so too. It was 50% <laughs> of the people that commented were like, that's sick. Like me and my partner are going to do that. Or the other 50% were like, what about when the zombie apocalypse happens? What are you going to do? <laughs> what the fuck? I know. Or it was people like, that's unsanitary. Did you know a human bite is like dirtier than like the floor? And I'm like. Oh God. Who gives a fuck? Like, you know, I show myself nuts. sanitizing it too. But like that's not enough. I so guess. people people will be out here eating ass. But then the second you bite someone in a sterile situation. Right. It, this, he asked me too. That wasn't even my idea. So. No, to do the bite tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if I actually I was to say how mad R would be if him getting his ass eaten was a part of this podcast, but I feel like he'd be like, I don't, I don't care. Um, I wish he would let me eat his ass. <laughs> <laughs>
that's like a no-no zone. He says, no, like, absolutely not. Big goes, X. A no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, no, I no. feel that's like every girl's dreams to do that. Right. I don't know why. I never had the desire until he told me no. And then I'm like, oh. That's always what it is. That's always, yeah, that's what, always it is. what it is. It's, it's if you can't, if you're like, I'm not really into that. But right. then you're like, hey, you know what sounds like fun? They're like, nah, I'm over Right, it like now. if he brought it up, like, while we're doing the deed, I'd probably be like, are you sure? <laughs> you're like, maybe, maybe tomorrow or something. Yeah. <laughs> Call me later. Right. <laughs> so... You had mentioned something to me the other day, and I thought it was really interesting, mm-hmm. and I just want to like take a second to to talk about this. And you said that sometimes you feel like, and, and like something that makes it difficult being a woman is that like if you're talking to me about something, you're talking to your boyfriend about something, sometimes as men, we have the instinct to be like, oh, let me help you. Mm-hmm. Let me try and fix it, or mm-hmm. let me give you my solution. Uh-huh. And you were like, sometimes I just want to vent. Sometimes I just want to say my shit. Or sometimes I just yes. want to just get rid of it. Mm-hmm. With there being so much dreadful misogyny in the world and in the tattoo industry and just in life. And, and I think especially working with two young women, I've realized how much crazy misogyny happens in the world. And uh, it's something that I have to work on not being a part of my universe and everyone in my life is not allowed to be misogynistic. But is there anything out there that you just want to like... Here's your chance to go off on men. You can talk shit on us. You can totally. say how horrible we are. Um, now's, now's your chance to go off. Listen. I have a lot of really good men in my life, right? Um, I My dad is amazing. I'm sure a lot of people would probably listen to me and assume I have really bad daddy issues, but I don't. I love you, Adam, if you're out there listening. Um, Shout out, Adam. My stepdad, my boyfriend, you. Like, I have a lot of great men in my life. The thing with men is that I feel like they have to choose to actively unlearn behaviors that society taught them, right? So women grow up, or I can't say all women, but me growing up, I was like force fed, like Disney princesses, um, you're going to find your prince charming and grow up. And like essentially like my whole life is looking forward to getting married and finding a man that will put up with me, <laughs> you know? And so I assume men have their own stereotypical, um, things that they're taught growing up like you're gonna grow up and play sports and be tough and get the girl and like um things like that where I feel like men just have to actively unlearn that and it's really hard for men to do that and I think something that I've noticed with men is they just take a lot of things as personal attack when in reality it's just women talking about how they're feeling and like it can upset you or me or whatever but it's not necessarily like saying you're a bad man or you're a bad person I think my biggest like problem with men is like again like that fixer mentality which like almost all men that I know do actually whenever I vent to like my dad or my boyfriend or like you or whatever I think generally most men and people probably want to find a solution when sometimes like I just need to talk about it and I just need to let it go and I think um I guess adding on to that men just need to try to understand what it would be like to potentially live your life thinking that any person you come into contact with could potentially kill you. And that's like a really intense thing to say, but I just feel like me and a lot of the women I know, women deal with so much shit from like the age that they're born till they die that you become like, it's like expecting a rabbit to not be scared of a fox. You know what I mean? Like if it looks like a predator, it's probably a predator and it's best to avoid it unless like proven otherwise, you know? Um, But again, it's hard because I don't want to say all men are evil or all men are bad because they're not. It's not true. It's just overwhelmingly men are women's natural predator. And so women need to be wary of them. And they need the part of like why I think it would would have been safer for me to work with a women tattooer is that it's a 
a 99% chance versus like a 50% chance, you know, that that person's going to like understand you and protect you. So I think that went off on a tangent. But No, no, that's, that's, um, this is like, like I said, this is, I'm not going to put in any of my two cents. I'm not going to give any, any rebuttals because this is your chance to like say what you want to say, because I do think that men are not making enough spaces in the world for women to just say what they want to say. Right. And that's the end of it. Right. And I think like, if more men just like again realize that women being scared of men or talking shit about men is not so much a reflection of them but how your fellow men are treating women and that should piss you off that should piss you off as much as it makes women feel scared and pissed off you know because like you're not like that and so it should be really offensive that a man is out here like representing you and fellow men for doing that you know um You've, you've heard me say before like oh I don't want to play out my gender but at the end of the day now I'm like fuck all y'all like you you by and large, men act like fucking idiots. Right. And um, I think a lot of men just, like, they have a hard time putting themselves in, like, women's shoes. And I think that's the biggest thing if I could say. If you could imagine what it would be like to be a five-foot-two under, like, like, just small woman, you know? That's, like, everyone that, for me specifically, everyone that I come into contact with could physically overpower me if they want to, right? So I think because of life experience because of so many things added on top of each other i inherently am distrustful and cautious of men and i think men shouldn't get offended by that personally i think men should understand that i think that's very 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 reasonable (laughs) (laughs) excuse me Uh i was trying to hold that coffin so bad um so all of this information the discourse the craziness of the internet the apprenticing the learning how to tattoo the everything for anyone out there that wants to learn how to tattoo, that's a woman that's maybe struggling. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, for you, is it worth it? Totally. Tattooing is like one of the best things to ever happen to me <laughs> in my life. Um, are you okay? Oh, no. <coughs> okay, I'm sorry. One going crazy. <laughs> I'm getting over a sinus infection, and I've been like trying to drink so much mm-hmm. so I don't get a hoarse throat during this, and I'm running out of drinks. You're I'm like, you're double fisting I'm right sorry now. for coughing in everyone's ears. I got it. It's okay. It's okay. But please, I'm sorry for oh, coughing no, in the middle okay. of that. I was trying so hard not to. Please finish what you're saying. Sorry. Can you repeat the question? <laughs> I like got so distracted. <laughs> I, I physically don't think he can. Know, um, um, oh, no. Advice for anyone that's a woman or femme presenting person. Just like, is it worth that, it? Like, all, the, all the crazy bullshit. Yes. All the discourse, the internet. Yes. Having to find your own style, misogyny, other women being well, haters, okay. all that shit. Like, femmes already know that it doesn't matter what career we go into. Like, feminine presenting people are probably going to have to deal with some shit, right? So don't let that deter you. I would say there's amazing tattoo shops and tattoo artists and tattoo communities out there. Look for them. Uh, when you find a good one, don't let it go, you know? Um, but yeah, just find your community. I think once you find groups of people that you feel safe with, like like you and Emily and like Josue and like my friend like Kim, like there's so many people I know that I feel like I can go to and feel safe. Or if I say meet an artist that's creepy or weird, I could talk to them and feel validated. Um, so just finding those like safe spaces and like just be aware of what's going on. And I know maybe you want to really, really tattoo and it's been really hard to find an apprenticeship. But if somebody's giving you red flags, like trust that, you know. But at the end of the day, I'm so grateful to be tattooing. Um, it's my one of the best things that's ever happened to me. It's helped cure so much depression and anxiety in my life. Um, if you feel like tattooing is for you, I highly like want to. Sorry, <laughs> I want to promote you to go follow your dreams. Just do it. Just fucking do it. 
you know? I mean, it's true. It's, it's, you're not going to, you can certainly learn yourself, but you just got to go out and just do it. Right. And a lot of people will probably tell you no, but like, don't take that personally. I like to think of it now. All those people that told me no are probably fucking rolling around being like, God damn it, (laughs) punching air. So, you know, um, do you, I guess it's a stupid question, but do you love tattooing? Do you like really love it? I love tattooing. Yeah, totally. I love tattoos. I love tattooing. I love tattoo culture. Um, as much shit as I want to talk about how like toxic old school tattoo shops or tattoo artists can be like there is a lot of respect to be had there and this industry is very different from anything else I've ever been in so it's a really crazy industry Yeah, I don't think there's anything really like tattooing in the tattoo community it's like this weird mix of like medical knowledge and art and just like I don't know so but yeah yeah. It's the best. Tattooing's the best. Tattooing's the best. Uh, tell me about some daily inspirations. I know, like, for example, in this, I'm not going to say generalization, but I know, um, like, you're very into anime, and you're very into cats, mm-hmm. and you're very into, like, Japanese art, and obviously erotic art. What right now is, like, heavy inspiring you? What, I know, as someone that's, like, an artist and someone who really takes their art to heart, with that rhymes. Um, <laughs> art to heart. That could is be there a book. <laughs> anything that, like, really, really right now is, like, inspiring you and, like, pushing you and keeping you, like, loving being an artist? Yeah. So, I'm, on, I'm inspired by music, TV, like, any media I consume, my feelings, my emotions. Um, right now, I'm actually really inspired by, like, futuristic cyber robotic kind of tattoos, which I haven't done any of yet, but I want to kind of, like, expand on that and, like, try new things that aren't just, like, strict images and maybe, like, a little more abstract. Um, I would really like to see that. Yeah, yeah I think, I think you cool. should do that. Um, I was, like, if we're going to talk about my inspirations, it's from cyberpunk anime, really good. Y'all should watch it. Yeah, <laughs> um, it fucking smacks. That shit's so good. Uh, but, yeah, like, I think... I like getting inspired by things that make me want to do something different. And I think right now where I am is trying to figure out where I want to go with my tattooing. I like to be a jack of all trades, I think, is like my goal right now. Is I kind of want to learn everything. Figuring out where you're going to go is the funnest part. Yeah. Because once you land somewhere, it's like so much more fun after right. that. Um, is there another thing that I kind of wanted to talk to you a little bit about? And this is something that you and I have definitely bonded over and shared. Um being a little bit anxious or being someone that can kind of get in the pit of depression. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you and I have each had our battles. Um, what is the importance of having a partner like how you have R or I have Miranda, someone that kind of helps get you out of that and how do you artistically get out of that? Is there a way, do you feel like art has healed you in the way that it's healed me as far as depression goes? I wish I had a better answer because I feel like I don't know the answer yet. I'm still trying to find that in myself. I will say there's days where I wake up and coming to work is so hard because I just feel so tired emotionally or whatever. But as soon as I start tattooing, I almost always feel better. Like it's so my brain can just shut off. I can just focus on that. Um, Plus, if it's something that I actually want to tattoo, you know, it makes me feel really good. But um, yeah, I wish I had like a better answer to that. I feel like I'm still trying to figure it out for myself, though. Which is normal. You're you're still. I mean, it's like a throwaway thing to say this, but you're still so young. Yeah. And I. I mean, I. You know, I just started. I only started going to therapy like three or four years ago. Right. So I haven't really gotten my arms around like a lot of my demons until kind of totally. recently. I think with um, cause tattooing is my dream job too. It just makes it harder because I feel like I should be happy and so grateful and so like ecstatic all the time because this is my job so like when I don't feel like that I feel bad and I'm like why don't I feel like this I but that's just life 
at the end of the day, it's still a job. So there's going to be days where it feels like a job. But I feel grateful that at least when I do show up to work, I'm not miserable. <laughs> that makes you sense. Know, so. so another thing that I've always been kind of curious about is, um, like you mentioned, you've done art for sex workers. Mm-hmm. And just being here in the shop, I know you tattoo sex workers. You have a lot of friends that are sex workers. Do you think that we're living in a world where it's getting better? Do you think that that's one of those? Obviously, I think we're really learning to honor that as a real occupation is something that like we can't just treat as this like oh it's you can't do anything else do you think that there are we should continue to like find better ways to respect sex workers and honor that job or do you think it's one of those things where it's always going to be complicated and as someone that works like in erotic art it's always going to be a part of you so i think the respect for sex workers has a lot to do with how people view women as a whole sex workers are essentially commodifying off of a market that humans have created which is sex and sexuality they're not bad people um (laughs) i think uh unfortunately i around 2015 to like 2018 2020 right before the pandemic i saw a really positive uptick in like uh how people view sex workers and like view sex work as a whole i'm gonna be honest though i'm actually seeing a decline in support for sex workers right now and i feel like that's i've noticed like the movie thing how they're trying to take like nudity out of nudity out of movies movies completely and and, like um, it's so stupid i think i don't know if it's because it got so popular and so normalized that a lot of people started getting into sex work thinking that it was really easy and that there is no trump like it's just an easy job like you're just hot but it's like sex work is hard there's a lot of mental work that goes into it too and i think maybe a lot of people got into this industry not knowing what it fully entails and then now we're like oh it's so toxic so bad um because in reality like sex work is hard it's probably one of the hardest jobs out there you know mentally and physically um and you get no respect you know like you potentially are going to lose everyone you love in your life and you can never get another job and i think that's really fucked up yeah so um yeah i think we should respect women i think we should respect uh non-binary and trans and like any like sex worker person i think they're just humans they're just trying to fucking get by in this expensive ass country that we live in um and if you don't like sex work, don't watch porn. Like, I don't I don't know what to tell you. Mind your fucking business. Like, yeah. That um, is very, very true. Because then, like, you don't, you don't get an opinion right. on it, you know? Like, then remove yourself from that situation. Right, and it's so funny because so many people have such a big opinion on porn and how porn influences culture, which is a whole other long-ass discussion we could have, right? But at the end of the day, if you don't like something, just don't watch it. Totally. You know? And if yeah. you care so much about sex workers that like you're worried about human trafficking if they're doing it consensually then maybe put your efforts and your money into those organizations that are actually trying to help them instead of going on the internet and reporting their accounts and trying to get them physically removed off platforms because all you're doing is making somebody starve yeah so you know people love to be weirdos especially on the internet oh yeah i mean back to like that yeah people on the internet just love to talk people like love to get mad people on the internet love to talk shit because they're fucking bored and they're sitting in their house and they have no fucking life and they're like wow look at this person having like fun <laughs> like let me hate on it they are certified fucking losers right and exactly and it's like only been amplified by this like hidden behind anonymous internet bullshit culture that we live in now where people are like, I can say and do whatever the fuck I want and there's no consequences to any of those actions and it's the worst fucking thing ever. I definitely think it's a lack of consequences. I think that's a really good way to word it. Um, People just, they don't care. But it's also like, yeah, like you just said, you're a fucking loser. Like if you leave- A certified fucking loser. A certified fucking loser. If you leave hate (laughs) comments on somebody's Instagram posts, that's just minding their fucking business. You're a certified fucking loser, and I hope your pillow's always hot. 
Yeah, straight up. Uh, my my favorite dismissive thing to CFL. say to someone is a loser, but I'm going to change it to certified fucking loser. Certified CFL. Loser. Oh, I love it. I really like certified, certified fucking, fucking loser. Fucking loser, yeah. Well, CFL. I just want to say, I mean, obviously, I, I didn't want this only to be about tattooing, but it's the biggest bond that you and I have, and it's the thing that we spend doing here five to six days a week. Totally. Um. I'm just going to get out of the way. I'm very proud of you. You're super talented. It's been so cool to watch you grow from like a little baby who came into the shop with your girlfriends and we're like, ha ha ha, we're getting tattooed and being crazy to someone that became my friend to someone that I was like, I'm going to teach them how to tattoo to someone that like now is my business partner. Like you're really shaping up to be a very, very, very talented and professional and and interesting and unique and artistic and like you're just a, a solid young woman you know and I think that um I try sometimes I feel really alienated from your generation and it makes me really sad because like you know my whole thing is I want everyone to be my friend and um I go on the internet or I tattoo someone that's much, much younger than me and they leave and I'm like, whoo, we, I was trying so hard and we just have nothing in common or whatever. But I'm just, I'm so grateful that we've become friends. I'm so grateful that I got to teach you how to tattoo and you are part of this really, really sick family tree. Yeah. And, um, I'm, I'm so grateful that you're here and I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. No, I'm grateful to be here too. <laughs> <I think laughs> uh, Mila's great. Mila's great. For real, for real. Like Mila's, you are too Mila's, though. You, um, ah. you give yourself more credit, you know, I feel like I, on the same like side of the great, coin, Michael. I feel like I have watched you, you so also sweet. grow as a person. I've watched you through like different relationships, you know, and I've watched you grow from like just being like a young 30 year old man that didn't give a fuck. And was just like, I feel like you were a little more unhinged, a little more wild, you know, to being like a more responsible, very caring person, you know? And I think I've got to watch you grow as much as you, maybe not as much as you've got to watch me grow, but I'm always grateful to have been a part of your life and that you value me in that same way. Yeah, of course. Thank you. And I appreciate it. And yeah, it's true. I mean, just what? to be clear, this is the responsible version of it? <laughs> yes, this is the responsible. Okay, just just remember, just remember, again, coming up on this podcast, I married you while I was wearing red and blue cheetah pants. Wait, you married I re- him? Yeah. Yeah, I, I married him and his wife. Yeah. He wow. showed up in those pants and I was like, that is the sickest shit I've ever seen in my life. I wore blue, blue and red cheetah pants and then a shirt where I think I buttoned two of the buttons and about 100 million gold chains. Uh. My favorite thing, yeah, yeah he, was it was a lot. Theme? My favorite thing is he he comes up to me and he goes, "Hey, um, is there anybody going to be in a wheelchair?" And I said, "No, not that I know of." He's like, "Okay, cool," because I have a line that <laughs> oh. you know that I that I have to get off. I was like, "Okay, cool." And at the end of it, he goes, "Unless your legs are broken, you better get up on your feet <laughs> oh and clap God. for this amazing couple." And I literally died laughing as I was walking back up. It's the really aisle. funny. I feel like I can hear you saying that in the back of my head too. I thought it was so fucking funny. And now at the time, I probably wouldn't have said that. <laughs> I thought it was great. You know, but at the time, I was like, "This shit is hilarious." I think well, it's pretty funny. It's come time. Uh-huh. The most important part of this show. Oh, it's the mystery question. The mystery question. Okay. Um, this one is kind of. I need to like really paint a picture. Okay. Okay. Can I hit my vape first? Sure. Yeah. Hit your vape. Do your thing. <laughs> Mila's gonna hit her vape. Um, I, you know what? The tattoo one has been fun. I've enjoyed talking about because I feel like it hasn't been like too tattooy. I blacked out this entire thing. Gossiping. I don't know what we talked about. You're, you know what? <laughs> it's like the anxiety. It was just like, <laughs> like this is just know. a fever dream. Yeah, to me. I don't even know. What the I'm fuck gonna go home that. and be like, what happened? No, you. This has been chill. 
This has been chill. And especially because next week we're going to get drunk. I know. So I kind of want to be here for it. Me and Robbie are going to get naughty. I think it's going to be kind of rowdy in here. So, okay. Okay. I'm going to begin this with saying. Okay. Please just try to suspend any like well that could never happen okay or if there's so any it's a true michael hypothetical it's as hypothetical as any michael hypothetical has ever been okay, okay this is one I'm of scared. my most absurd oh fuck okay now mm-hmm. is it or is it not true that you are a big fan of vampires yes okay now is it or is it not true that you are a big fan of pirates yes is it or is it not true that you are a big fan of tattooing? Yes. Okay, very good. Now, we're going to go all the way back. Okay. And let's just say you're at home, you're playing Xbox, and this crazy like portal comes through your door, uh-huh. and it's the new Doctor Who, the lady Doctor Who. Okay. okay? Wait, sh- the new Doctor is a lady? Yeah. That's news to me. Okay, no, sorry. No, no, wait, 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 wait. I think it is. I think it, No, I think you might be. Or is that like two doctors back? I don't know. I'm going to look into that as an ex-Doctor Who fan. Anyway. (laughs) A lady Doctor Who Uh comes to you and she's like, Mila, the universe is collapsing in on itself. Uh And unfortunately, you are the linchpin of all of that. And you're going to have to choose a different reality to keep all of this together. Otherwise, the universe is just going to collapse in on itself and everyone's going to die. So if you're willing to be selfless and choose a different path, then everything will be okay. Okay. Path number one. Okay. Okay. Vlad the Impaler, Dracula, uh, uh, everyone in the, uh, what's her name? Anne Rice universe, okay? Okay. Wait, those are like two different kinds of vampires. Just vampires in general. Okay, 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 okay. Instead of it being a very male-centered thing, Mm -hmm. your great, great, I guess great grandmother is like, the beginning of vampires okay Okay, so like that's pretty sick instead of it being dracula it would be a woman (laughs) and they are creating this space for like female ghouls to really like do their thing and instead of a bunch of uh girls seducing keanu reeves they're like figuring out how to like make investments and like doing all the smart vampire stuff Uh okay but like investments in like blood uh, like in property so that they can okay, make blood okay. banks okay. and like, valid, valid. you know, like okay. doing smart stuff. Love like, that. okay, the blood rave in, in Blade, uh-huh. they, they would own that. They would own that and they would make a bunch of money, but then also have a blood rave and also kill people. That sounds fun. I'm yeah. here for that. Sick. I think that's like all female powered, no misogyny, Love female that. vampires for the win. Okay. Like vampires and powerful women are synonymymous. Okay. But, but, okay, your beloved are. Uh-huh. His family uh-huh. is to he you. He has a mom. But like, no, his whole family, his, his ancient family. Okay. Is to you, his bloodline, okay. His okay. bloodline okay. Okay. is to you what Van Helsing is to Dracula. So like in yeah. this modern era, okay. you like look through a window as like this like bad vampire queen bitch and you see R through the window and you're like, we could have true love. So it's like. We could have true love, but we can't. So it's like Edward and Bella. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but, I'm so what? here for this. Okay, but no matter how hard you try, uh-huh. he will never, ever, ever, ever love you and agree oh. to be a vampire with you. He will never do it because he's like, it is my bloodline and my lineage to kill vampires. Will he like love me but never want to become a vampire? No. Or it's just like one-sided like I'm, oh. That's- he hates you like he hates sin. 
I guess the trade-off is that there's no misogyny in the world, and so for women, I would have to be okay with that. Okay, let me continue. That's only option one. That's only option one. Oh, there's more? This is already sounding kind of nice, but damn. Okay, keep going, keep going. Option number two. Uh Let's remove Blackbeard. Let's remove Captain Jack Sparrow. Uh And let's replace them with women. And in the same way that we talked about... There's a few... But it's only women. Okay. And they are like chopping off dicks. Mm. They're being <laughs> awesome. Nice. Very nice. Very nice. Again, the East India Trading Company is not owned by shitty British guys. It's owned by a bunch of women. Mm-hmm. They're trying to take slaves to the Americas. Here come women pirates. They're like, put them back where you got them from. That's fucking bullshit. <laughs> put them back. The world is a better, better, better place. Okay. But. But. On the cover of the Pirate's Booty chips that you can get from Trader Joe's Mm -hmm. it's your face dressed as a pirate yes and your legacy (laughs) yes okay Uh, (laughs) okay so you're cool with that one yeah 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 so you're saying yes to give me like a big Kim Kardashian (laughs) like but then think about like all these like horny little boys are like looking at it in their mom's back seat and they're like if I could be the first person to corrupt a bunch of children. I guess that's like what it is, you know. But then there's no slavery in the world. Like, again, it's like one of those trade-offs where like, fuck, I guess a bunch of nasty little boys will be like jacking off to me. But also like (laughs) no slavery. Like, I think there's like two like, okay, you know, option three. Uh Oh, my God. He's like, this is Iggy's. (laughs) Let's just say (laughs) that things in the tattoo industry and relations between men and women have come to an all-time high okay and things are bad 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 okay and the tattoo industry is fucked up and misogyny is at an all-time high and women are fucking stressed out and so on and so forth okay and in the midst of all of this Mm -hmm. there is a tattoo competition series and for whatever reason okay you and i are on it no and you and i are like fucking killing it and we're talking to America and are we're we being like a like, team? Yes, we're a team. Okay, okay, okay. okay, okay. we're a team. That's, that's more like And we're better. crushing the competition uh-huh. and there's like proud boys looking motherfuckers and we're like knocking them out of the competition and Is like this like Ink Master? Huh? Like Ink Master? Ink Master but even more fun. Okay. And it's like a social platform and like you know, like I'm tattooing and Mila's like dropping knowledge on me and I'm like, hey men, do better. And then all these people are on Twitter and they're like, you know what? We got to stop this misogyny. It's super fucked up, blah, 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 blah. I wish that that's how that would have gone. <laughs> okay. So all that stuff's happening. Uh-huh. We make it to the finale. Uh-huh. And we win. Okay. And there's confetti and you give this big long speech and you're just like, this is a better world. Men, we got to do better. Look, this is an older man and a young woman and they fucking killed it and the world's a better place. And all these famous people are calling us and being like, we're so proud of you. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. And then you say, let me hand the microphone to, and I'm not there. And you realize there's a crowd of people around me. And in my excitement, I've fallen and died of a heart attack on the stage. (laughs) Oh my God. Okay. Where's this going? (laughs) That's it. I had to die for all that to happen of those three universes. Oh wait. Okay. Sorry. Which one do you choose? Because you have to live in one of those universes. So, so either I know you, you change the world right now today right. and you make it a better place for women, but I have to die of a heart attack. Uh-huh. Super cool pirate ladies and, and slavery slavery and like all kinds of awful stuff during that time. Right. Hey, yo. But your picture is on pirate I know, booty. I feel like this is a trick question because I'm white. Like, <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> like the pirates helped. Okay, true. And then the vampires. And well, then the, or the vampires, but... You will know in your heart that you and R could have had true love, 
but it'll be physically impossible right. for you to be together. I have my answer. So I feel like the worst thing to happen in the world is like slavery. So I feel like realistically, anything you can do to end that, I would probably choose, right? But my first instinct is wanting to go with the Van Helsing, like Dracula, like fucking beef because I'm a really big fan of like uh, enemies to lovers story tropes, you know? <laughs> and I feel like even though you say he'll never love me, like part of me is like, I can fix him. I can change him. I understand. What's he going to do if I bite him and typical, force feed him uh, my blood? Thing, you know? Right, yeah. you know? Like, um, you would have like a frilly collar on and you would be like looking at him through like a window or something. Yeah, just like lock them in my basement and just be like, well, that sucks. You're here forever now. Ha-ha. I don't think people will love you back if you lock them in your that's basement. Okay. Oh, that's okay. He's mine forever. But it's his birthright to kill you as a vampire. Listen. He's in a cage. <laughs> I, I God damn. You say, I know you say that like, I can't like change these hypotheticals, but like that man got my bite mark tattooed on him. So I feel like there is some deep, deep like way that in that universe, I could like somehow convince him to give up his entire family lineage. Super toxic. But to become a vampire, I think that's possible. And I think that would be a beautiful, sexy romance I think that Anne Rice you, herself would write about. I think that you could bite him. And then he becomes a vampire. That's what I'm saying. And then it's like, you may not love me, but like you're one of me now. No, no, because because he's a Van Helsing, I think he would like disintegrate, right? Like you, like a Van Helsing can't Van become Hel- a vampire. Oh, they can't uh, because they're like their sworn enemies. Like a Van Helsing can't become a vampire. I was like kind of thinking this is like, um, what's her name, the little girl in Interview with a Vampire, how yeah, like yeah, they yeah. save her life by like turning her into a vampire, but, but then, then she hates like, that she's a little girl forever. She's like five years old forever, yeah, and she's like, fuck you. Um, I feel like that's like what would happen. Do you think of all of these three questions, which is the most absurd? Yes. I like almost want to say, you know what's funny? I think the most absurd is the tattoo show one because I think to get me to go on any tattoo show ever, to me, (laughs) this is the closest I will ever go on TV. Just so you guys know, you should feel very honored that I'm sitting here right now. So honored. (laughs) Yes. But like, I think I would sooner become an evil vampire and have to chase down the love of my life for the rest of eternity than uh, go on a tattoo competition show. Are you going to go home and you're going to tell R these three questions and he's going to be like, that's the dumbest shit I ever heard. Um, yes, and I'm going to be like, please don't get mad that I said that <laughs> I would be okay with like um, sacrificing our love if it meant an end to misogyny. She's going to do her best to remember the 10 minutes of explanation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry there was so much exposition with this one, but the story in my head made so much sense. Um, I love that it was like three different questions too. Well, I know that you love vampires and I know that you love pirates and I know that you love tattooing. So I was like, how can I work all these things together? And here we are. Yeah. But you did good. You did good. I feel like, um, I feel like if I chose the vampire path too, I could eventually go on to become a vampire pirate that ends slavery. Well, uh, yeah, I I guess like there's no, 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 because pirates operate during the day. Okay. I'll just stay inside. So you're going to make everyone do fight your battles for you? Yes. <laughs> Unless they try to bomb it at night. Then, all right, we're going up. Then it's on. Then it's on. Yeah. I love the like- idea that she changes the entire world and makes everyone nocturnal. <laughs> right, right, right. Oh, you're right. I, oh, true, because I guess like... I guess in like the pirate, it w- I would be the only vampire. And yes. that I would like use my vampire powers to manipulate a legion of like female pirates to do my bidding for me. Correct. Just during cool. the, the only problem is if like the East India Trading Company was like, well, let's fuck them up during the day. Your, your ass is going to be fast asleep. Just me. Just you. But what if you lose? And what if they get into your coffin and then it's oh. a wrap? Well, then I'm fucking dead. I've then, lived like at least a thousand years before that, I guess, you know. Fair enough. 
Ain't no way I'm letting some British fucks kill me in my sleep, though. <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh-uh. Well, thank you for being here. This has of been course. so much fun. I'm so, got, so glad we got to do this. Thank you for having me. Of course. Um, do you still want us to do an AI of you because you said you don't want to be perceived? I kind of do. Do you want it to be like a, like a panda bear? Um, I like think I would like want it to be my cat, Susu, but just like talking as me, you know? So it would just be like like it's sitting and like then the her, mouth would just move. move I mean, like, you could just like hyperimpose her face on my face. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. What about the paws? Ooh, yeah. I had the paws too. Okay. I think that'd be cute. So cat face and paws. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, do you have any closing thoughts? Anything you'd like to say? Where can everyone find you? How can they shout you out? Um, uh, also, everyone, get tattooed by Mila. She does amazing tattoos. They're so you. fucking cool. We work together here at the Nine Lives. Uh... Mila's the fucking coolest. Get tattooed by her. I cannot stress that enough. She's going to tell you how to find her. You're Throw so money at her. Pay her for her talents. Do the thing. Uh, the best way to get into contact with me is either through Instagram or my website. It's both are princess guts. That's it. I think my Instagram is actually princess.guts. It is. Um, you'll probably be able to find me either way. My Twitter is princess guts. My TikTok is princess guts. Um, yeah. Come get tattooed. Thank you for having me. I'm forever grateful to you, Michael. Um, yeah, I think that's it. This was fun. It's so cool, right? Thanks, it's really yeah, fun. Thanks for having me. Do you want to say hi to the cats? Do you want to say hi to R? Do you want to say hi oh, to yeah. Kim? Do you want to say Susu, Sora? I'm out. Uh, I love you so much. I hope you're at home, super snugly. I'm sorry that dinner's late. I'll see you soon. By the way, Corey, cat owner. Next week, cat owner. Sorry, producer Corey. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> well, this has been another exciting and informative episode of By Appointment Only. Ooh. And I'm here to remind everyone to be good to each other, to love each other, to be tatted, to stay tatted. And most importantly, what do we learn here tonight, folks? Men. Suck. No, not. <laughs> God damn. I could not have written that better myself. Holy shit. Woof. My bad. <laughs> no, no, no. That's good. That's really good. Men, do better, please. Please. Yeah, that. Please. <laughs> do better. Just listen. Two ears, one mouth. We all have moms and sisters and girlfriends and wives. Be respectful. Don't do weird stuff with your dingling. Like, just be chill. And that's all. And it'll make Mila's life a lot easier and it'll make everyone's lives a lot easier. And if you're ever unsure, just trust what the women in your life are telling you because they're probably right. What? So. But all the women in my life tell me that I'm old and annoying. Like, that's what you and Emily tell me, so. No comment. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Have a good night. Love you. Bye.